0: Welcome to Kingdom Conversations, Women's Edition. I'm Crystal Fulton, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Um, I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves.
1: Alicia Halliburton. And Tori Anderson.
0: All right. And so we got a couple of topics we're going to talk about today. Um, our hot topic for today is the Travis Scott concert. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about There's just so much in the media about it, about how demonic it is, the symbols all of that stuff um also like how insensitive he was all of these things so um i just wanted to basically talk about it well first i found it really interesting that um in the last kingdom conversations men men's edition they had actually talked about the influence of media and how that really influences our generation. So um, I just kind of also wanted to expound on that, especially since this happened right after that. So it was pretty interesting that that happened. So um, I just wanted to reach out to you guys and just kind of get y'all's opinion on how y'all feel like this is um, affecting our generation, kingdom, um, as far as like media, when it comes to how it affects the generation and um, kingdom, media and music versus worldly me- media and music and how that influenced, you know our generation today so and i'll just let whoever wants to go go
1: right. Well, well you know, one thing when i was just kind of when i saw the pictures of it or whatever like the mouth open and you know just knowing that those those demonic forces and those spirits were very active And as I was thinking about that, I was like, you know, when it comes to like, I don't want to say church, but like worship music and just being in the atmosphere, it almost like when I was thinking about it, I was like, that'll make people think that, you know, you can't like almost like you can't worship the father. Like it's kind of a joke to worship the father and just you know, to allow his minister angels to come in and, you know, just really a true worship service. And as I was looking at that, you know, people look at that and say, oh, well, you know, that wasn't demonic that people are just saying that. But it's just like, I was just thinking about, I'm like, where did the ideas come from? You know, like, where did that guess? uh, Because, you know, we know that the old serpent, the enemy, like he copies the kingdom of heaven. And so as I, like I said, as I was looking at that, it was just like, it's, really a copycat of what the kingdom does and you know almost like I just felt like I don't want to say if mockery is the best word or if you know it in a sense I felt like it was kind of desensitized. And I'm kind of having trouble wording, you know, as does it make sense because I'm kind of trying I'm having trouble wording it. Yeah, you know it so sense. it was just um I don't know man and then I was just like it was just so in people's face and I'm like how are y'all looking at this? and still saying it's fake like you know but it just and even as I was thinking about it this has been in the works for a long time mm-hmm. for something this bold to come out and people saying oh you know that's not real that's just fake y'all just you know just on something you know so yeah yeah
2: and it's, it's funny you say that because in our last episode when we were talking about Halloween I know it came up like how Um, just spiritual, like things have been like, we almost have been desensitized and Oh, Casper, the friendly ghost. And, you know, all these sorts of things so that people don't believe demons are real and they are. (laughs) And then also, I think people have a misconception of what demonic activity looks like. Like it's not just about an ugly face and a red devil. Like that's not it. And, um, just that demonic presence that was there. Um, something that stuck out to me like you were saying about like the mouth being open and really just all the imagery right. um and you know we actually were just talking about this in scripture study um and the scripture came up Romans 6 and 16 and i want to read that because my mind immediately went to um went to the travis scott concert but it says don't you know that When you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you're slaves to sin, to which leads to death or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Mm. And what I took from that was just, I mean, people really, some people do know, and then some people don't know the impact that music has and how when you allow certain, um, you know, words and images, like the spirit that's connected to that image has the right to inhabit it. Yeah. So, and, and, and even, you know, the songs and stuff that are going on that he's singing, when you submit yourself to those ideas and open yourself up, then you get everything that comes with that. And people try to downplay it like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a song. It's just this. No, this is real. Like music is the one, one of the only things, like when you hear it, it, it goes to both sides of your brain whether you want it to or not yeah. it just it does so people um i would just caution like the listeners really be careful to what you're allowing in your ear gates in your eye gates the scripture talks about that why <laughs> because that is how the enemy is able to access our mind and our thoughts if we open that door is not just the song that's coming with it. It's everything that's coming with it. So I obviously had a lot to say and a lot of feelings about, about that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it was interesting that you, um, when it comes to that scripture, because today, like Tori said, um, in our um, teachings today, Pastor had mentioned how like, they were basically like in a position of worshiping this guy. And right. that is so dangerous. Like, It just even like how how everything was positioned. The crowd was below, he was up top, people were screaming, pushing, trying to get to him, all that stuff. And what is that? That just reminded me of when um, Yeshua was um, walking and that lady wanted to be healed, and she pushed through the crowd trying to get to him. But um, I don't know where that came from, but um, so that just came up in my mind, but it's just yeah, it's just insane, just the amount of influence, negative influence, that it has to the point where, like, you had mentioned, um, Alicia, about insensitivity. And also, I believe Demetrius had mentioned it on his, um, on the Males podcast, how we become insensitive to things and how, like, people were dying and people were actually chanting and saying, stop the concert, stop the concert. And they weren't stopping it. And they said it took him like 40 minutes to actually stop the concert. Um, And a lot of people were kind of, from what I encounter, like from what I um, saw, a lot of people were kind of surprised or feeling some type of way that he didn't do it. But I'm like, his track record is that of violence. His track record isn't like compassion for his fans. Like I saw something and I actually, when I was, looking at all of this, I actually was like, I'm praying and covering myself because I'm watching it, let alone trying to be there. But just watching it, you can allow certain things to come into your sphere of influence. So anyway, um a lot of people were impacted by the fact that oh well, you know, he He wasn't, he was being insensitive, he didn't stop, he just kept going, but like I said, his track record is of violence. That's not someone that's compassionate about his fans. I had watched, that's what I was about to say. I had watched a video where he was actually encouraging his fans to um, beat up, well, they said, they said mess, well, to mess up, but they didn't say the word mess up. You can fill in the blank, Um, Mm -hmm. another fan. And he he was like, mess him up, mess him up. And they were fighting. And it's like, how would you expect someone with that foundation to have any type of sensitivity to his fans? So anyway, it it was just so much, so much about that. Like just the power of influence and how um, he's pretty much, from what I've seen, um, he's pretty much driven by money um, cars, clothes, all of that is like it's just that's that's his drive, that's his source. And you know, we read in scripture that the love of money is the root of all evil. And we also know that the word love is to reflect something or reflect the father. So in that he's reflecting his love for money and it's the root of all evil, which is the source of the enemy. So he's reflecting his father, the source, the enemy. And he has those powers and ability. Well, I won't go into all that. He... <laughs> there's, there's abilities that come with that. Let me say that. Um, and it's, it's just, it's dangerous. And some people, like you said, um, Alicia, like some people are going into it either ignorant of it, like they don't know. And then there's some who know and don't care like I just I'm hey it's music it's a beat I love the beat I love this I love that and they end up sacrificed and that can be on so many different levels sacrificing your spirit because these people aren't tapping into the holy spirit that lives inside of them like I had told Octavian I was looking at like his picture and I'm like this guy like in his eyes it's like there's nothing there like it's just gone and I was just like you know what it's his spirit, like, it's gone. And, um, or it has been disconnected, let me say that. Um, So anyway, um, but going back to the fact that, you know, it's just all based in money, cars, clothes, the root of all evil, and all of that. And like um, DJ said um, in the Mel's post that, you know, it's his source. And so I wanted to tie that into, you know, our in our world we are we find so much confidence in the things of the world and that's what you know the world is like hey you know if i got the nicest car the nicest clothes um then i'm i'm good like i'm i got it all together and that's not kingdom culture when it comes to confidence, you know kingdom culture is being submissive to the father, reflecting the father so i don't I don't want to take up all of that. I just kind of wanted to get y'all's um idea on like how that like when y'all came into the kingdom like how that how uh kingdom confidence versus worldly confidence like how that kind of influenced you guys I know for me i was i was before I came into the kingdom, I was totally about what I look like, what car I drive, the money. And I didn't even listen to music on that scale. It was music a little bit below that, but it was still influenced. So anyway, I said a lot, so y'all can go ahead
2: first of
1: all
0: I'm
2: I'm still on Travis Scott like you said so much yep. in that and you were holding back just a little bit but I know <laughs> yeah I honestly
1: done. I was like go on preach Crystal just let it out
2: <laughs> no, people need to hear right. that and you know that whole like just that downplaying part because I used to say that too like when I was first of all when I was Um, in rebellion because I knew better, but as far as music, like, Oh, you know, no big deal. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I, I know I'm safe. So I don't, that doesn't apply to me basically. Like I felt like I was exempt. Mm -hmm. You're not exempt. (laughs) And it actually reminded me of um, something else. And I guess I'm just telling myself today, but, um, and this is related to more like the images and the the demonic images and how they have the right to inhabit those images. But anyway, I remember um I had purchased this board game. Everyone who knows me know I love games. I love game night, you know, that sort of thing. And so I had found this or I had heard about this game that was super, super fun or whatever. And so I had got it. And um, you know, not really paying attention or whatever. I just wanted to play the game. And I remember my husband had got the box. He was like, what is this? This is back from that? This has I and eye, and this and that. I was like, oh, you know, like I really tried to downplay it because I really wanted to play the game. And we end up throwing that game away <laughs> because we do not want, you know, I just, I, it was so interesting how I found myself in that same predicament, basically like trying to validate something mm. just because i wanted to play the game so i was willing to look over like oh that's no big deal you know like no it is a big deal so i had to get that right and you know repent because like i said i know better so when you know, hey, better, and, you know
1: better and i don't i don't want to cut you off Alicia, but i wanted to pull out a point of what you just said you said that um basically you 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 saw it but that was what you wanted to do and that just goes back to where you know your belief system can be much stronger than the Holy Spirit if you right. allow it. Like, like mm-hmm. I mean, cause I, cause I think we played that game, so I remember it, and I remember I was like, this just feels weird. But you know, I, anyways, like we we were just playing the game. But even if we go, talk back, go back to Travis Scott, I mean, the Holy Spirit don't even have an opportunity to. I won't say he don't have an opportunity, but people have put themselves in a position to shut him out, right. and. They're giving, and like you said, Crystal, they're giving another source power, another source, another source influence over their actions and what they're going to do, but it's all through their belief system. Right. And so I really just like, I really thought that was really a, a great example, Alicia. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to cut you off with.
2: No, you're fine. No, but it's true. And, um, Chris, was something else that you were saying, you know, you were kind of talking about, and I've been seeing it too. Basically, everyone's blaming Travis Scott. Why yeah. did he stop the concert? you know, why, first of all, the enemy is using him for his, you know. So really, he's just the fall guy. Like, right. I mean, he just like people are allowing um, that spirit to influence them through listening to him. He did the same thing. So you know, I wouldn't even. Well, I'm not saying he's excusable, <laughs> but I also know that the enemy. That's just how he 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 sets you up uses you and then now everyone's blaming him for what he did for you know for satan so it's just interesting how that plays out
1: yeah even when i saw the pictures and stuff like i was like that was an assignment behind this this was i was like this wasn't just happenstance this was not like this was an agenda and like it really played out you know right before our eyes and you know people were just doing it having a good time you know basically kind of almost offering themselves up like you know so because even when I watched it I was like, I just felt like sad I don't know I can't explain it like that's the first time I've ever had that happen to me Mm -hmm. but it was like I just felt heavy or something I don't know I was like let me just stop looking at this but Mm -hmm. yeah it was yeah it was intense Mm -hmm. I was mad I felt <laughs> mad. I'm like, I'm going to cast this devil out.
2: I, I, oh, that stuff really bothers me because yeah. I know that there are people who don't know. And people literally lost their lives. Right. Like, yeah. and I just hate that the enemy, he will um, play play, play you and trick you and get you in those predicaments because his agenda is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And right. he have no remorse, no, you know. So I just hate that people made that decision and then open the door for things to happen but again you know it's it's nothing to play with
0: yeah absolutely um i when you said that about um how you know some people kind of know and but they still kind of they feel something like how you said Tori you felt a certain type of way about playing the game but you played it anyway because you wanted to um it just reminded me of a video that i watched of a girl she said from the very beginning, it didn't feel right going into the con- concert. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's something about it. It just didn't feel right. Before she even walked into the mouth, she was just like, something about it didn't feel right. But, you know, she went anyway because she wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, and I just want to reiterate, you know, um, that, We're not coming from a a standpoint of being insensitive to the people that, you know, lost their lives or anything like that. It's just exposing the enemy for who he is. Um, Our hearts and our prayers go out to every last one of them. Um, All the people that were injured, the people that lost their lives, um, all of that. So I just wanted to say that. So, um, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I was I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with you. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, um I think we were basically also talking about like the fact that all of this is like most of the world's media and music is basically since um the foundation of it is worldly um things and outward appearances and things like that, and um, people putting all their confidence in worldly achievements and self-gratification and all of that stuff. And, you know, like I said, um, me personally, I had, um, before I came into the knowledge of the kingdom, I um, basically put my value and things like that into the car that I drove, the money I made, the, you know, all of that. And then it kind of evolved to where, for me, um, when I started studying about inequality in Black Americans, it went from that to, you know what, I'm going to move in these white neighborhoods. I'm going to drive this nice car. I'm going to show them that I I can do all of this just like they can. And I'm no different from you. I'm not beneath you. Um, and that was all centered in, you know, self-gratification, hate, pride, and everything that's not of the father, you know? So once I came into the knowledge of the kingdom, I started to realize that, you know, it's, it's not even about what's on the outside, you know, um, in first Kefa or Peter, it talks about, you know, that, um, it's that you're. Hold on. Let me go to the verse. Your beauty should not come from outward adornments of the hair or jewelry or fine clothes, but that of the inner man. And we all know Well, we we all know here that the inner man is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And that's where our confidence should lie. And so um, I just wanted to, you know, I guess we can also touch on, you know, how when y'all came into the knowledge of the kingdom, how that kind of influenced you um did your did your view of self change i guess i can say that once you came into the knowledge of the kingdom or once you became born again or um so i'll just let tori go if you want or alicia
1: um i will say um when i came into because at first it was like how you look like you were saying crystal what you drive what you wear, like you know, I put a lot into you know the outward man, and you know I actually hid a lot of my confidence behind like my degree, and at that time I was doing organization and just stuff that I was accomplishing on the outside. And when I um uh, I, I don't wanna, when I got saved for real, for real, and really just came into the knowledge and understanding, you know who I was and what I was, it almost felt like my life was upside down. Like I almost just felt like I had to relearn everything like about myself. Cause I remember talking to Dr. Larry about it. I was like, I just, I don't even know what to do. And I just remember he was like, that's a good spot to be in, you know? But um, um, I just was like, it was really hard because I had to really like make an exchange on everything. Like, you know, I prided like myself phone going to college, having a degree, you know? um having that career like doing that whole thing and then all of a sudden i'm realizing okay that stuff it doesn't almost like a false confidence you know mm-hmm. and so and it's something that um what was it what's the scripture oh it's escaping me it really like ah, oh, maybe y- y'all can help me out on it um it's not love thy neighbor as thyself is it love thy neighbor as thyself yes yes that's what it was sorry so when i read that i was like wait he's telling me to love myself. He's telling me that I can't, you know, I got to love myself before I love my neighbors. And I was like, oh, that's a principle. And so when I realized that, and I started um, just seeing like how important, how confident I wasn't, how low my self-esteem was, I didn't even realize, you know, my self-esteem was that low and how much stuff, like how many layers, you know, that I was just hiding behind and and you know one thing that um and I really went through this like um I know we've been talking a lot about doubt through our scripture study on Thursday and Fridays. I mean Thursdays and Sundays and just really just understanding how many self-defeating thoughts you can have and don't even realize it. And just how I was hiding behind those thoughts but telling myself oh I'm being honest with myself. Or oh, I'm being real with myself. Or and really, I was just beating myself up, and I wasn't confident in who I was. I didn't understand my gifts. And you know, one thing that I realized, I was like, you know, I know I have these gifts, but until I'm confident in those gifts, it doesn't matter who sees those gifts. It doesn't matter what anybody else, you know, on the outside says about it. You know, you got to be confident in the ability that the Father gave you, because Scripture tells you, "Do not cast away your confidence." And so it's really. um yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Alicia at this point because I feel oh! like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it to me. That was good. Damn, y'all are killing me. Y'all
2: just like y'all really be okay. I'm sorry. That was really good. There were a lot of things. I was taking notes as you were talking, like, okay, yep. I'm because I be forgetting like all the things I be trying to say. I'm I'm working on my memory, <laughs> but um anyway, there was so much. I'm like, oh, don't forget to say that. But um anyway, get into it. So confidence. First of all, Crystal, that was a great way that you posed the question, like. Did your view of self change? How did it change? And Tori, I was going to say the same thing you did. It was a whole lot to exchange because, you know, kind of as you were referencing, Crystal, the way that the world views confidence and those like that ain't nothing over in Kingdom. Right. So it really is a wake up call. And I went through something very similar, Tori, when I began to realize like, oh, my goodness my self worth and my self confidence is tied to my accomplishments it's tied to how much i have done and when i'm not doing a whole lot i don't feel good about myself and so i remember when i um when i graduated so i had let me see first of all i had never not been in school i could have just been a school i mean a student as a profession so I remember, you know, I had got my uh, bachelor's and then I pretty much went straight into getting my uh, master's. I was working full time. I was, you know, doing a lot of stuff in the community, doing stuff with the ministry. Like I was just busy all the time. Busy. Go, go, go. And I remember when um, I ended up getting pregnant with our son. <clears throat> and and that's when I had to make a, a huge transition. Demetri was like, yeah, so... About that degree you just got, mm, I think you need to be at home. <laughs> so I, you know, ended up doing that, and then I found myself like, wait a minute, this is weird. Like I have time. I and and really, what had happened? I had time to think. I could like hear my thoughts. It was too silent for me. I was so used to being so busy, and then I and then that's when the enemy tried to come in because. I realized like, wow, I, I feel terrible. Like I'm not doing anything. And I was so like caught up in the do and the no. And so to, to make a long story shorter, um, relearning, that is so, so important. As you were saying, Tori, like just making that exchange, learning what confidence is. And I'm so glad you mentioned even like your gifts, because there were a lot of things that, you know, I and gift things that I knew I had. But I also felt like I, felt like I always had to minimize who I was and my gifts and my personality and all the things that the Father blessed me with because it would make other people uncomfortable. And I am still learning how to, um, to, to not do that, to be bold as lion. That's what the scripture tells us to do. Like, be who you are. That's who I created you to be. Don't try to minimize that stand firm on that. And so, you know, it's like I said, that is something I'll be transparent about. Like I'm still learning to apply that because, you know, <laughs> first of all, people probably even like hearing the way that we live and the things like that, like what what do they got, you know, going on, but being confident and standing on that, like that's important. So that's where, that's where my mind went when you asked that question
1: want to ask you a question about that alicia like how does that process you know look for you um yeah like uh not minimizing yourself and you know i guess like yeah does my question make sense how does it look um transitioning to where you're going i guess
2: well one thing is not focusing on other people i think that's a huge issue in itself Um, because again, and that is uh, a sign of low self-confidence versus being, versus learning who I am, who the father created me to be and just being it like, and and actually I've learned that that links so much to the, to the do, because this is another thing about me. I am a, um, a task list person and basically if i have a really productive day like i'm like ooh like i'm pumped like and it's so funny cuz demetrius was teaching on um like the what do you call them like in um dopamine serotonin um those sorts of things basically like the feel good hormones or whatever i feel really good and the best when i get a lot done so again i have to watch that because i don't want to allow that um Because I know that, first of all, I have to focus on who I am, no matter if I check five things off the list or one. You know, like, it's not about that. I'm trying to put it into words, but essentially, like, unpeeling that off, like, the Father created me to be who I am and I just be versus what I have to do. And it, (laughs) oh, gosh, I'm trying to make it come out, but to make it make sense, because at the same time, I'm not referring to, like, um... Like, you don't just do crazy stuff. Right. So, I don't know. Help me out. Because I, I don't know if I'm communicating what I'm trying to communicate so, clearly. I
1: know, Will, maybe if I share this, maybe this to, like, kind of help bring your point out. Because I know one thing me and DJ were actually just talking about. How you mentioned comparing yourselves and, you know, like, you not know, really understanding who you are. And we were talking about it. And then he flipped it on me, y'all. I was like, this is not fun. But mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about, you know, what we should be doing and our gifts and things like that. And I was like, well, you know, one thing, like you sure said he was about his father's business. And I was like, what we as ambassadors need to make sure we're doing, we need to be so focused on our father's business and, you know, doing what he's called us to do and being who he wants us to be. You know, we don't have time to even make that comparison. Cause I know I find myself now, like if I find a, um, I guess self-defeating thought, I'd say to myself, nope. My spirit didn't tell me that. My spirit said I can. My spirit said I can do wild things. And, you know, just really, and it's almost like I've, and like, this is something I'm still working through. It's like being comfortable with my gifts. I don't know if that, you know, makes sense. Um, and because, you know, with being a stay at home mom, it's almost like, I. well, me personally, I feel like I wasn't using any of my gifts. But... Like, just as the homeschooling coming, is coming up and doing our business, I'm like, whoa, I am using, you know, these gifts and just making sure that I'm in a good spot uh, mentally, my confidence and things like that to teach my daughter, you know? So I don't know mm-hmm. if that kind of helped hone in on your point, Alicia. I mean, I get it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah,
2: yeah. Crystal, what do you have before I yeah. can talk to you for five
0: more minutes? <laughs> um, what came to mind when y'all were talking was validation, like seeking validation in the Father, um, going to the Father. And um, I literally, um, I, think, I believe it was Pastor that told us, but I literally do just in prayer. I'll be like, okay, Lord, did I make you proud? Not, did I make, you know, my husband proud? Did I make my mama proud? Did I make my kids happy? It's like, Lord, am I making you happy? Am I really um, walking this walk the way you want me to? Like, that's my desire. So I don't want to get off course looking at, and like you said, comparing myself to others or seeking validation from other people who just don't have that, power of letting me know who I am um he's the one the father is the one who lets us know who we are and for the longest time like in religion they'll say you know you know you're beautifully and wonderfully made and all of that but me personally when I would hear that I'm like okay I hear that but I don't feel that all the time like so Mm -hmm. how do I feel that all the time how do I see myself the way the father sees me Because Mm -hmm. I don't see that all the time. Sometimes I don't feel my best that day, you know, or um, so I would just be like, well, how do you actually do this? I know what the scripture says, but how do I do it? And um, just coming into the knowledge of the kingdom and really realizing, okay, in order to do that, you have to have a relationship with the father. You know, you have to be led by the father you have to hear him and um be able to discern his voice and me personally the more I hear from the father and the more obedient I become the more confident and walk in my walk with him I become yeah so um so yeah I'll just hand that over to Tori or that else. Is, uh,
2: because really what I thought about when you said that was of course because if we're constantly drawing um because you you were talking about like believing that I'm beautiful, knowing that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like if we maybe look at the world standard of beauty, then we may have alternate thoughts about that. But if we are utilizing, and if we have made that exchange in our mind about what the Father thinks, and like you said, that we are beautifully and wonderfully made, and can say that and know that. Because it's so funny you said that. I remember all the time when i was growing up and my dad would say you know certain things and i would just i would be like you think that <laughs> that don't mean everybody else think that mm-hmm. like i really had a hard time accepting that from him mm-hmm. and it's so uh i'm true right there keep right there keep that frog right there but um sometimes i think about how does the father feel about how we see ourselves mm-hmm. like how does how much does it break his heart to know that he created us in his image and that's not good enough for us?
0: Yeah.
2: We don't see enough, you know, value in ourselves that we just throw that like throw that to the side. And that really helped me change my perspective on that. Like, Father, forgive me for my low self-esteem, for my, you know, for for basically saying like you what you did wasn't good enough. I need to do this. I need to look like this. I need to have that, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, so that, that's one thing that is helping me change my um, perception of that.
1: And I don't know, Crystal, when, when you were talking in a scripture that I think about a lot and that actually came up while you were talking is fear, 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 not the one that can kill the body, but the one that can kill the body and the soul. And when I think about that, it almost like, just, just shake me up. Like, You know, and even just to go back to you, at least the point you were just making about, you know, not being us, not valuing ourselves and not being good enough, you know, um, just that because I know for me, a lot of my self-confidence came on like how you look. And y'all, it's so crazy. I just remember me and DJ were driving home one day right after service and all of a sudden I just that desire to be sexy all the time just left. And I was like, Oh, there is something going on. Like, you know, there is like that is for like for my husband. Even though we're not talking about that. But, you know, just to um bring it back around to both of y'all's point, it's just that really, I guess for me, um, just understanding Like, because one thing, I'm going to get get it together, I promise. But, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That's something that I speak to Dorora quite a bit. Like, after we say our prayers at night, I say that to her. Like, I think she's supposed to say that after prayer from now on (laughs) because she always says it. But, you know, just looking at my kids and seeing that these negative ideas and this lack of confidence, I can teach that to her or i can use the word and build myself up and then teach that to her and you know she i mean she ultimately has to make that decision but i don't know if the i have a uh, issue with confidence because she's pretty confident but you know <laughs> it's just that just that like i said um, if you're not the one that can kill the body and the soul but you know just Lack of confidence and doubt will lock your gifts up in you and will keep yeah. you from fulfilling the assignment, feeling what you're supposed to do here on this earth. And so really just not valuing yourself, it's a trick of the enemy. It's so yeah. dangerous to not value who you are, value your gifts, value that the father even put you together because he tells us he knit us together in our mother's womb. So just to is you just you give the enemy so much power when you're not confident in what the father gave you. And then not only that, he tells us to be confident. Like he don't want no weak ambassadors. He don't want nobody who questioning everything that they do. I mean, yes, you spend time studying and you know, you build yourself up in the word, but just, just that, just the lack of confidence is such a, is, is self-sabotage. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's
2: important to clarify the type of confidence too, because we know that we shouldn't put confidence in the flesh. And that's not what she's talking about, but it is so, you know, when we talk about faith and, you know, that belief system, like, and really what we're being confident is that number one, we're like, we're just like the father. Like he lives within us now. That's what we put confidence in. We put our trust and our hope in him and in that ability that he supplies. So something else you said though, that, that uh, I thought about, you talking about Dorora and how she, um, you know, she is confident, like she has that confidence. And the question came up, who told you? Like, where, who told you X? Who told you that you're not pretty? Who told you, you know, whatever? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Dorora, she's young and she doesn't, um, her belief system hasn't been tainted by society's standard of beauty and, you know, all these sorts of things. And plus she has, parents who are pouring into her the things that she needs but where did that come from you know I think that's the question that people who are really struggling with that low self-esteem you need to ask yourself who told you that because the Mm -hmm. father that didn't come from him and if it didn't come Mm -hmm. from him that means it needs to be uprooted and thrown in the trash like throw that away and we need to make that exchange for that idea but you know, so again, looking at the source, that's something that we always end up, you know, coming to. And it's so important. Like, where are these ideas coming from? And if it's not from the father, then what exchange do we need to make so that we get that out, but also put the right stuff back in?
1: Right. And even with that, Alicia, I do want to come. Like, we are talking about a lot of being confident in yourself through the father. But still, it's OK to know that you're beautiful. It's OK to yeah. know, be confident in you. And the outward man like take care of yourself like look nice nobody wants to look frumpy and you know beat up like (laughs) yeah like yes you are made in his likeness in his image so yes you should yes i am beautiful like yeah just wanted to drop that
2: and (laughs) embrace femininity as well because you know that is another attack of the enemy who is i feel like it's almost like that gender neutral stuff Basically, you don't know if it's what is, no, I'm putting on my earrings. I'm going to, you know, do the things that, like I embrace those things that make me a woman because I am one. Like, so when you said that, that made me think about that, like embrace that. That is how he designed us to be, you know, beautiful flowers and different from um, our counterparts. So I don't know who that was for, but that came
0: up. (laughs) um when y'all were talking when i believe it was you alicia were you yeah it was you when you said um who told you that like who told you you weren't good enough who told you all of that and it what came to me is just total comparison like in this society it's all about comparing yourselves with someone else like if i have curly hair i want straight hair like her you know if i have straight hair i want curly hair i want to be skinny no i want to be fat you know it's nobody is like all rooted in like self hate right and comparing yourself to someone else that you can never be you can only be the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and um it's interesting to me because, um, I, you know, I've done it being younger and um, also something that I'm growing into because my walk with the Lord is just constantly being molded and changed and um, pruned and all kinds of stuff. But um, the one thing that, you know, Scripture says, don't compare yourselves with yourselves. And we all have, like um, Tori, you mentioned we have gifts and abilities. And the thing is, it cripples us to be able to sharpen one another because, Tori, you have a gift. Alicia, you have a gift. I have a gift. And we could actually sharpen one another. But when we start comparing ourselves to one another, it's like the enemy's way of just debilitating us from actually learning and growing from one another as well as growing in and of ourselves. And Um, You know, when we compare ourselves, it just ultimately we just end up start hating the other person just for who they are. Like, I just have straight hair and you just hate me because my hair is straight and yours is curly. Like, just love your hair and love mine. Like, you know, stuff like that. That's It's a simple example. But um, we all know as women, we do like it can happen where, you know, even friends can start comparing themselves with it you know, with the other friend and it's like, we both have something valuable to bring to the table. And then, you know, that comparison can just be rooted, can, I'm sorry, can um, blossom into being just offended by the other person. Just, you know, just easily offended by this person, easily just, you know, I'm just, I just can't stand her. I can't, you know, and it's just all rooted in evil and the source of just the enemy just causing all kinds of you know just not knowing who you are and yeah so I just wanted to put that out there as well I wanted to
2: say something about that comparison because you know I immediately thought about sheet or Genesis and when um, man fell or Adam fell and you know basically the scripture talks about how um Pava or Eve's desire will be for you and you will have to rule over that. And then we know that that desire, when you look at that, is really talking about, you know, that competition. Like now she wants to compete with you versus complimenting you. And, you know, oftentimes we only look at that in the um, in the roles of, you know, husband and wife. But that spirit of competition that is in it's in women period, it's in women like and you see it so much to where you know like you're saying now it's like these competitions and you don't like somebody for what like sometimes people don't even know what what it is they're mad about and what you know and it and then when you find out it's so petty mm-hmm. and that's what it is. and I know that um, as ambassadors and kingdom women, we have to watch that because like you were saying, iron sharpens iron. Like, why would I be competing with my sister when we can build each other up? And really, we're trying to achieve the same thing. Like that shouldn't even be, um, you know, Scripture talks about that. Like something shouldn't even be like spoken among. Like it shouldn't even come up. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we need to make sure that we're conquering in that area. So I'm glad that you brought that up.
0: Yeah, it just goes back to also what um, I believe it was Tori that, no, Alicia it was one of you guys had said um just imagine what the father is like looking down at us and just like really you know I put this in this person I put this in this person and y'all all both are valuable but you're comparing yourselves and you're losing yourself in that comparison like you totally lost yourself in somebody else and yeah so I just wanted to say that yeah um so Let's see what those. Um, that was basically, that's basically all the topics that we were going to go over. If y'all wanted to add anything to any of the topics, the self-esteem, the comparison. Um, I know we also mentioned, I, I mentioned offense. Like um, one thing that I've um, noticed about myself that uh, Elohim was really working on me with the spirit of offense is that Yeshua, like he never walked this earth. When he walked this earth, he was totally connected to the father. He was totally about, like um, Tori said, about the father's business. And one time I was in meditation and the father just brought to my attention, he was like, you know, um, Yeshua wasn't offended by anything anybody said. Like he never felt like he had to defend himself. A lot of times we get offended because we feel like somebody is questioning our character or questioning who we are or questioning our attentions. And Yeshua never like, never was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sent by the King. Like, this is who I am. No, he was like, I am, a, I am who I am. And then when people were really getting to him, it was, Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they do you know, he had a compassionate heart towards these people. Like, they obviously don't know who I am. And um so really Elohim of the Holy Spirit have really, really um just really ministered that to me that, you know, he knew who he was in me. And it's important for us as kingdom citizens to totally know who we are in him. And that, when it comes to the spirit of offense that we don't let that come in because it's so powerful. It doesn't um, just affect us, it affects that other person as well. It's, you know, it can ruin, you know, you can ruin somebody else operating in offense or um, defense. Um, So yeah, I just, I wanted to add that. And if y'all wanted to um, piggyback off of any of that. How much time we got? we are at a whole
2: lot of sessions <laughs> talk yeah. about
1: offense what you got well one thing that I've recently just in the area of offense that I've really learned is that offense wears a lot of different faces yes. and one thing is that I thought offense just looked one way and so if I was feeling this way if I was feeling mad I'm offended Not that oh, because I'm super defensive, not because I'm super guarded, not because you know I just don't want to fool with you. Like you know, just I didn't realize in in just I don't want to say the cleverness of offense, but it really is like you really do have to guard your heart. Like uh, the more I learn, the more I'm like I see why scripture says the enemy roars around, roams around like a like a lion seeking whom he can devour. And just how Crystal, you were saying, like, it can make you, um, um, how it hurts other relationships and other people, but I mean, you can get offended off of pure intentions and all of a sudden you don't trust somebody you need to trust. I think your mom taught that, Alicia, that, you know, it can cause mistrust in somebody that you're supposed to be trusting. Or, you know, one thing that I've just learned, um, with my husband, just how guarded I was with him and just as you know, things are changing and I've really just been praying and asking the father to restore. And I'm just like, wow, like I have not liked this man for a long time. Like, I mean, yeah, I love him, but just, you know, just like, just being so guarded with him for so long. And for one, didn't even realize that I was, you know, not even, and I'm like, okay, what, what's really going on? Like, where is this coming from? And just how that offense stemmed from like childhood you know like and just how and the thing is just like and the other thing I learned is I didn't even realize how long you can carry it I know we hear old people talk about how you know me and so and so got mad at somebody I don't even remember why we mad. but and and as I get older I'm like it doesn't even even it does not even have to be that extreme like that's how you know you really have to watch it and and just like I'm just yeah, I'm like you, Alicia. We could talk. About how much time we got? We could talk. Right. About this <laughs> sure. can at
0: the
1: end. I'm like, girl, <laughs> <Nine minutes. laughs> yeah, but, okay, well, yeah but
2: that that's good. And I think um, actually, I was reminded of an illustration that Dad used to always do when he taught on offense. And so, (laughs) oh my gosh, let me, Lord, help me tell it how he used to tell it. So he would talk about this monkey in Africa and they would, how they would catch this particular monkey is they would have a trap and they would have like its favorite fruit and they would put it in the trap. But the hole um, that you put your hand in to get the fruit, it was too big for the fruit to come out. And so, basically, that monkey—they would catch them because they would be holding on to the fruit so, you know, vehemently wanting that, wanting to get it out. They just weren't willing to let go, and they would die because they weren't willing to let go. And that is how powerful the spirit of offense is. And I learned about myself that I was holding on to some things. One because I felt like. And and like Tori said, a lot of it stemmed from my childhood trauma and things that happened to me. And I'm like, Father, like I mean, when they gonna get theirs? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. how does this thing work? You know, and and basically holding on to it, not willing to let it go. And I was the one being hurt by that. Right. I was the one being impacted. Those other people were off living their best lives, you know, doing doing whatever to whomever, however. And I just felt like I don't know. Al- almost, it's like taking the place of the father, and um, and wanting revenge or wanting you know to punish them or wanting something like that when he's the one who you know says he right. aven- yes, it, it belongs to him. Like, and and just like you were saying, Tori, realizing how guarded you can become, yeah. mine was defensive. Like, I felt like I had to um, stand up for myself. And I, I'm very vocal. I used to be, well, I don't say I used to be. I still am nice. <laughs> but I used to be a lot more um, just like, I don't know. I used to be really sweet, really nice. Like I feel like if you talk to anybody that I went to school, like that's who they would say that I was. And I felt like I was taken advantage of because of that. So now I can't be Miss Nice Alicia because people take advantage of her. I need to let you know if you do this or you do that and, and really not realizing how I was stepping out of position. Mm-hmm. When the father wanted to cover me, he wanted to fight for me. He, and so just like you, Tori, coming into a marriage, I had to learn how to let some of that go and allow my mm-hmm. husband to cover me and to submit to him. And I don't have to say everything. The scripture says a fool says everything that's on their mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to deal with everything in the way that, you know, I think it should be dealt with. That's one of the biggest lessons that um, offense has taught me and probably 25 more. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off of there, Alicia, I can definitely identify because I remember once again, one day we had just after service, we had got home and the Holy Spirit was showing me that I'm not like this. Like I like I used to like to think of myself as tough. But, you know, one thing the Holy Spirit was showing me is that you, you're you not this mean person. You're not this person that's just... But the Holy Spirit was actually showing me that I'm actually gentle. And I was like, oh, like, it's so... In And with time, I will say that it took time for me to realize, okay, it's okay to be gentle. You don't have to, you know. Every time your husband says something, you don't have to come back with a, your mama joke all the time. Like you don't have to, you know. Like I used to, and, and I hid behind sarcasm a lot. Didn't realize that you know, I was using sarcasm because I was offended. You know, just I mean, and it's just an example. Um, I I still got jokes, but <laughs> but That's you know I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so stuck on
2: that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: but no um yeah I forgot my point but oh no just realizing that um you know the Holy Spirit changes. I mean not the Holy Spirit but offense can change your character as well and make you somebody that you're not and and even and I remember that I was just like man how many years have I been just this super guarded mean like want to be tough person and that's That wasn't who the Holy Spirit made me to be. Like, that's who I became trying to, you know, protect myself. So, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. What's so powerful is the fact that you said, Tori, you were like, you can be offended and defensive and not even realize it. Like, you just Mm -hmm. think it's normal. And that's just how powerful the enemy is, that deceptiveness that he can just totally make you blind to somebody you're not. And somebody that needs to change and not even realize that I need this change. To, this change to take place. So, yeah, it's offenses, man. <laughs> yeah, a beast. It is that. It is. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Did you have anything to say, Alicia?
2: I was, I was, I thought you were going to stop us. I didn't know how much time we had. So I think, but I think it's a good one. I think we covered a whole lot and, you know, hopefully it helped somebody. Um, And if it didn't help you share it with someone else, because I know for a fact, like this is something that a lot of people um, struggle with. And I I guess the advice I would give um, is to just Listen to the Holy Spirit, like really to and also learn about the principles that apply in this area, because, you know, knowledge is really what um, makes a big difference and has made a big difference in in my life as far as offense. Because I would always say, I thought I forgave them for that. Like, (laughs) I would really be mad about mad with myself. Because yeah. I was like why, like, why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. I, I forgave them. You know, what happened? And really what it was, I did forgive them. Yeah. But what happens when that thought comes back, you need to speak to that thought. Right. Just like Yeshua did when, you know, Peter, he's like, hey, hey, bro. Like he rebuked, but he wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking to the spirit. the spirit of offense and so you have to speak and when that comes back and not allow it i mean then i'm reminded of the other scripture that talks about you know when the demon when it goes then it it wants it's gonna come back and it could find the house clean and swept and you know you think you have done all this work but yet you didn't put the word in there and and deal with it when it comes back because it's coming back just like tori said about the scripture you know the enemy is seeking whom he may devour like so so basically, just don't fall into that trap because that opens the door for guilt. And then, yeah. you know, basically, it's just like that cycle starts all over again when you did conquer that and keep conquering it. Keep speaking the word. Keep, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, and the Father to be your protector and your defender because the enemy is coming. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. So that's the end of uh, Kingdom Conversations. Um, <laughs> We just pray that everybody was able to, you know, hear us and hear the Father through us and through the topics that we did discuss. Um, Like Alicia said, um, don't fall for the enemy's tricks. Um, Offense is definitely one of
1: them. And um, that's it. We'll see y'all guys next time.